Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this. Please note, the information shared on the Single Well Podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. Hello there again. Um, This is the second part of the series I'm doing on the wellness legacy. And this episode is called Modeling the Mold. And I came up with this because we talked about habits being um, hereditary um, last week. And I think it's so important to kind of continue that discussion when we're talking about the legacy that we leave in in regards to our health and wellness. And so, you know, a mold is something that it shapes, it shapes something, right? So, you know, in, in, in art, when you have a mold, it may be something that you put something else into to shape to that. Or it could be more like pottery where you take a lump of clay and form it into something. And I think that kids are a lot like that. You know, um, they they come to you, they're given to you by God, I believe. And, you know, you're there to shape them and mold them. God has made them what they're going to be. But your job is to kind of chip away at that, so to speak, and, and help to bring out the person that they really are and to, and, and, and to embrace and to embrace who God made them to be. And so, you know, I think of my son's leadership ability. And every time I say that, I get a little uncomfortable because it sounds like a humble brag, right? You know, oh, my son is a natural leader. But what I've noticed is that the things that would normally be thought of as, you know, being kind of off-putting or being uh, abrasive, um, I have noticed that they are signs of his leadership skills. So something that we noticed when he was about three was he had learned to read. And I am not bragging about that because he will tell you I did not teach him <laughs> how to read. He, According to him, he learned on his own, but that's neither here nor there. But he was reading and, and we would take him to church and he was in a classroom where most of the kids weren't at an age where they could read well or, you know, maybe they were reading a few words and he would read scripture. And his teachers were just floored by that. And so we were in another classroom across the hall for old little older kids, maybe four, four, late four. And he'd be in that room and he'd want to get in front of the kids and read the scripture and, and teach the lesson and do these things. And my best friends indulged him and let him do that. And so from then on, he would get places and he wanted to be in the front of the line, which I know that's that's pretty popular with kids anyway. But he'd want to be in the front of the line. He'd want to be the first person to do something. He would volunteer. He would assert 
insert himself in situations where there was something being being done that was fun, you know, like any kind of, you know, slide or any any kind of event where you have to get in line. He would kind of like, you know, walk up there with his chest out and and assert his um, his position. And I started to look at that as, wow, this is like a leadership quality and we need to hone that. And so where that became really important was this year, last year, he had kind of a rough year. It wasn't a terrible year, but I think it was partially that part of his kindergarten year was was shortened by the pandemic. And he was at home for that for an extended period of time that summer. We didn't have summer camp, you know, you didn't have all those normal things. And then when he went back to school, it was just a different thing. Kindergarten's a lot different than first grade. And there was just some, some learning curve there. But in second grade, um, you know, his teacher asked me what were his qualities, and I told her he was a leader, and she has fully leaned into that. She has been doing things with him, and I think it helps that second grade is more of, you know, not independent learning, but like there's more books, there's more responsibility, there's more things, and she has made that work for him, where she gives him responsibilities, and he thrives in that. And so I've learned to embrace that and say, you know, is this part of his leadership? Now, of course, I have to teach him to have decorum around other people. Um, I also have to mention he's a little black boy. So there's just certain things we have to work on as far as how he's viewed by society in certain situations. Um, Unfortunate, but true um, that we have to make sure he knows how to carry himself in multiple different situations. But, you know, I don't want to put out that light in him. You know, I don't want to tamper that. Um, You know, it's so important. The Bible talks about not hiding your light, like putting it under a shade or or, or putting it away. It's so important that we not do that with ourselves, but especially with our kids. And so um, it's it's such a big thing to make sure that you notice those things about them. And that at the same time, you're modeling that shaping. So the things that you want to shape them to be and to have, you also need to be modeling that and being that for yourself. So him seeing me assert myself, you know, it kind of lets him know it's okay to do that in certain situations and seeing me in different situations, use that power in, in some ways, and then kind of back off of it in other ways really helps him to, to see a model of that. And there's so many areas in our lives where we can do that. Um, everything that we do influences their shape. This is a way in which we can break generational curses. You know, um, there's a lot of things that we inherit from our families um, and our families, what we call our families of origin. I'm currently doing a study with the women's group um, with the women of, of my church um, called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. And we talked about those generational curses and those things that come from our family of origin. And a lot of that has to do with how we behave in public, how we deal with other people, how we interact. And in modeling that, people have modeled that for us. And now we are modeling that for our kids. And so it's just so important that we do that, that we um, are mindful and intentional with that. Um And so when we talk about breaking generational curses, you know, there's, we always think about the curses part, right? You know, those bad things that have happened or seem to have happened a lot in our families. Um, But some of it is just those minor things, how we, you know, for instance, how we eat our, our, our uh, holiday for the holidays, you know, the, what is the traditional food that you eat and how do you prepare it and so forth. These are things that, that kind of are passed down. And as a physician, I've seen that bear out in the, in the medical office, you know, where people are raised in a certain culture in a certain environment where certain types of foods are desired. And, and more so than that, they're 
necessary. Like if you don't eat and or prepare that food well, then you are perhaps, you know, kind of ostracized and treated differently. So there's a lot of these things that we pass down and we know that sometimes the way that we eat and the things that we eat and the way we prepare them, and it's not by far the only issue, but kind of lead to these familial chronic diseases. Um, Yes, there's a genetic component, but a lot of times it's the way our genetics respond to our environment. It's the way we are built and programmed to respond to our environment. So those are things that can be very important as well. So when we talk about breaking those generational curses, we're modeling things to change the mold, change the way our families have done things forever and ever. Um, And so one of the main things that, you know, the reason that I'm doing this is really to talk about that health piece. Um, I think that there is a lot of external influence on how we live, um, how we treat our health and wellness. Um, There's certain things in certain cultures that we do or we don't do, you know, Um, as black people, there's a lot of activities that we say, oh, we don't do that. You know, we don't engage in those types of things. Um, We see them as something that other cultures do. And that's not something for us. And I think getting outside of that is important. Um, Having our kids play sports that maybe are outside the norm, if it's something they enjoy, you know, I try really hard. My son's not playing sports yet, but I try really hard to really understand which sports he likes and what kind of things and why, rather than trying to define for him what he should do or what he should want to play. Right. And so I also model a healthy lifestyle. And this is a big point of contention. A lot of people argue about this. Um, Nutrition is very divided right now. Everybody has a different version of what is nutritious. And that is largely because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are all extremely unique. And there's so many moving parts as to why we respond the way we do to certain foods. And there's a lot of theories and we have to have theories to understand things, right? We have to have, well, it seems like everybody that eats this way gets sick or everybody that has these issues, you know, ate this way or moved this way or lack thereof. And so there's all these things to put in there. But I feel like as a physician, as a, a nutrition, uh, you know, enthusiast and expert, as somebody who has really studied these things, I feel like it is my obligation to expose my son to various lifestyles, number one, but also to help him understand why he may or may not want to do something when it comes to his health and wellness. And what he sees me doing drives a lot of that. I can talk all day. My son is very intelligent. He he hears everything. I am trying to convince him to be a nutrition scientist because he is interested in science, but he feels that is not his field of study. So we, we go back and forth about that all the time. But just making sure that he understands um, that he has a choice in that, but also that when he's, as he's growing up, since I am so deeply entrenched in that world, that he understands how unique his body is and how the, how, how unique the bodies of others are. We talk about things like, you know, if you see someone getting on the scale, don't make snide remarks. Don't talk about people's body type or make their body weight part of their character. Or, you know, we talk about using people first language and not calling people names and and, and calling out physical characteristics and things like that. It's so important because he's little, you know, so I've seen him, you know, see me get on the scale (laughs) and to him, my weight is, 
astronomical, right? Because he weighs 50 pounds. I don't weigh 50 pounds. So when he sees my weight, he's like, oh, mommy, that's a lot, you know? And I've had to talk to him about that because kids are, if you've been around a child at all, you know, they are very, very, very honest in a very um, wholesome way, (laughs) but they're very honest. But I try to help him navigate that. I don't want him to be dishonest, but I also don't want him to have unhealthy ideas of what is or is not healthy. I want him to understand that what that means and that that may mean something different for someone else than it does for him. Um, And so we work on that. He's only seven. We have a lot of time to to go through that. But I I think that that's the most important point of what I wanted to say today is that when we're modeling the mold, the way that we live our lives, the way that when, when it comes to health and wellness is so important. As a physician, I do believe it's important to interact with the medical system in the sense of, you know, just knowing your numbers, knowing where you are, knowing, you know, so what certain blood levels are, knowing your blood pressure, knowing, you know, whether you have blood sugar issues or not, because it helps you to, do, to direct your lifestyle towards those things, you know, versus trying to kind of shooting in the dark, so to speak, you know, you're trying to attain something, but you really don't know what's going on with your body. Um, That is so, so, so important. And it's important that we don't follow a cookie cutter idea of what's healthy for everybody, because that's just, there's no such thing. There's things that, that are different for each and every one of us. And so part of my wellness legacy is to help my son understand that on a very, very deep level over time, um, such that he will be, you know, if he doesn't go into nutrition or anything like that, that he really is a functional adult in that sense and is part of leading the pack towards not tying people's health and wellness to a look or to any of these external superficial things, but really truly understanding that people are individuals. And that pans to everything else in our lives, right? You know, understanding that people are individuals with their politics and with their religious choices and all of these things. I think that that is part of a very, very healthy wellness legacy. Take care of you. This has been the Single Well Podcast. For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The Single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.